Hi there, you're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Are you a paralegal who's wondering if you should go to law school? I get that question all of the time. Should I take my paralegal career to the next level and go to law school? And I'm not the right person to answer that question because the only time that I contemplated going to law school was when I was in a job that I didn't like. I started the process, then went to work for a law firm and a team of lawyers that had me sitting second chair at trials and they paid me very well. And at the time, it was pretty much mandatory that you did not work, at least for your first year of law school. And I loved my job and the work that I was doing. I just didn't want to give it up. So I put it on hold, never to be approached again. All of that is to say, if you're a paralegal wondering if you should go to law school, I have no idea. But I have someone who does. My guest today is Sarah Moore. And I put a call out on LinkedIn looking for someone who was a former paralegal turned lawyer. And this is why I love LinkedIn. A connection of mine who I knew from my paralegal manager days, Michelle Lewis, she ended up connecting me with today's guest. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, Michelle, but if you do, thank you. My guest today, again, is Sarah Riley Moore. She's Associate Corporate Counsel at Amazon. She started her legal career as a legal assistant and then worked several years as a paralegal at Georgia Pacific. While she was working there, she attended the part-time law school program at Georgia State University. After graduating from law school, Sarah worked as an attorney at Georgia Pacific and then Novellus Corporation in Atlanta before joining Amazon in Seattle in August of 2021. So let's jump right in and find out from Sarah. Was it worth it? How did you do it? And a whole bunch more. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Great. Well, before we talk about how you did it and whether or not it was worth it, I want to ask the burning question out there that all paralegals have when I get an attorney on the show. And I think it's perfect that you were a paralegal before becoming an attorney. So the question is, what do you think are the top traits or trait or a skill that paralegals have that set them apart from others that make them a great paralegal? So I'm going to say, and this is advice that was given to me when I was a paralegal and had just started law school and was reviewing contracts and went to the attorney who assigned it to me and said, hey, I have all these questions. She looked at my markup, said, hey, these are great questions. I don't know the answer. Go figure it out. Which, you know, on one hand seemed a bit harsh at the time, but it taught me. And this is a trait that I appreciate when working with current and past members of our legal support staff is it's important to be able to spot issues and ask the right questions. But it is even better if when you're, you know, issue spotting, form your questions and ready to present to whichever attorney you're working with to also demonstrate that you've put some thought into a proposed solution. So, you know, hey, I see this issue. I have this question. I think that we should handle it by doing X, Y, Z or, you know, ABC. 
And that to me shows that you've not only been able to appropriately spot an issue, you know, raise it again appropriately to the attorney you're working with, but also you've taken the next step to problem solve and propose a solution. That to me says that you are one, thinking about things correctly, wanting to do additional substantive work. And that is quite frankly, you know, one of the best traits and skills that a paralegal can learn. Because again, it, it will tell the attorney you're working with that you are open to and ready for more substantive work, you can handle more substantive work, and you're thinking about things in the right way. So again, that was, again, just having when a lawyer come to me and say, hey, great job marking up this contract. I don't know the answer to these questions any more than you do. Go figure it out. So that taught me to take the initiative to say, okay, like, this is what I've done. This is what I figured out. I've hit a roadblock, but this is how I would propose handling it. And the more you do that, the more you figure out, you know what you're doing. And the person above you will begin to trust that you know what you're doing. So it's a fantastic way to, again, demonstrate your ability, your skills with the attorneys you work with, and then earn additional trust to be able to do more substantive work and, and sometimes on your own. So that would be the best trait, I would say. And another is no task is beneath anyone. You know, maybe I, I always kind of, you know, project this on myself because I'm a former paralegal and former legal assistant. I prepare my own executable contracts. I have no problem looking things up or filing things away. So I, I also appreciate the attitude of like, hey, this isn't my job, but it has to get done. I really think that no task is beneath anyone, despite the attitude of, of some lawyers and some legal professionals. But at the same time, that can be taken to an extreme. I've received feedback from my superiors that, hey, we think it's great that you're willing to pitch in and do these tasks. At the same time, you have to be able to delegate effectively if, if there's time and if it's appropriate to do so, to be able to focus on more high-level work. So I would say, one, no task is beneath you. If it has to get done, like please be ready to pitch in, dig in, and help get something across the finish line. But there is a fine line. You have to be able to balance, you know, hey, I'm willing to help it, help and pitch in and do all of these things. But I also need to recognize that, you know, are my skills best suited for this task or can it be delegated effectively, you know, given the time and the time crunch, if, it, if that's the situation that's going on. I like both of those. And everybody listening, if you go to, to that first one, you've heard me say it on here before, be the problem solver, not the problem reporter. Now that you were telling that story, I remember back when I was a brand new paralegal and the attorney that I worked for, I brought him, I don't know, it was a notice of deposition or a motion or something like that. And I asked him a question that I had on it. And his response was, I don't know, Anne, what do the rules say? And I'm like, I don't know. And he said, well, you better go read them and figure it out. <laughs> I did that a couple of times. And by the second time, I realized, okay, I need to figure this stuff out. I can't just walk in and expect him to give me the answer, even though he knew it. He knew what the rule was and he knew what the rule said, but he was making me go figure it out. So that's that's great. All right. So you're working as a paralegal years ago. You're in-house at Georgia Pacific, which is known for being a great place to work as a paralegal in the Atlanta area. I was there once. So what makes you decide to go to law school? Can you give us a little bit of background? Sure. I have to admit, you know, and this is this is obviously, you know, very, very personal and unique to the role that I was in and that, you know, the roles that, that other legal professionals are in. I worked with attorneys, and again, you're, you're completely correct. Georgia Pacific is a fantastic place to work. I spent nine years in their legal department, uh, but I worked with 
a lot of attorneys who kept telling me like, hey, you're doing a great job. You're, you're really smart. You're very capable. Have you considered law school? You know, and like, of course I had, but, you know, it costs a lot of money. It's a huge time commitment like you. And I, I really loved my job. And so, you know, there were there were considerations about where I could possibly attend law school without sacrificing a career path that I was very committed to. But fortunately, you know, Georgia Pacific is located in downtown Atlanta, as is Georgia State University. And Georgia State is the only university in the state of Georgia that offers a part-time program, which is intended for students who either have full-time jobs or families or, you know, whatever. So I was able to talk with my employer, talk with my manager and say, hey, you know, I would I would like to keep my job here as a paralegal because, again, I was I loved my job and was very committed to staying. And, you know, hey, are, are you at all concerned if I enroll in law school and do this at night? You know, just want to make sure that, you know, my, my work product is not going to suffer. Like how, you know, I essentially went to my my manager and was like, hey, what do you think? And the response I received was like, why did it take you so long? Like, this is fantastic. So it was very much due to one, my own desires, two, being encouraged by the people I was working with to do more. And hey, if you want to do this, like you absolutely should and you have our full support. So it was almost very easy for me, given, you know, the fact that I had a very supportive employer, other other attorneys I worked with were also very encouraging. And just given the the proximity of my office to a university that offered night classes for law school, it was it was something that I kind of at the end of the day was like, how do I how do I not do this? You know, I mean, it was it was also like hey, being a paralegal was fantastic. I loved the autonomy and the ability that's, that I was given to work on high level substantive work. But, you know, I, as, as everybody knows, who has been a paralegal for any amount of time, you kind of hit a ceiling, you know, in, in the type of work and level of work that you can do without taking that next step and going to law school. So I hit the point where I was like, look, I, I either need to rip the bandaid off and do this or just, you know, commit to being the best paralegal I can be. And I made the decision to enroll in law school at Georgia State. And again, was very fortunate to have managers and an employer who was very, very supportive of that. So do you think that you would have done it if you had to go full time and it wasn't walking distance from the office? That's a tough call. Like I said, I was in a very fortunate situation where I did not have to quit my job in order to go to school, which again, also from a financial perspective, when you think about the, the financial investment in law school, that was less of a burden because I was still working full time. It's easy to look back now because I like being an in-house lawyer and being a lawyer in general is probably my favorite thing in the whole world. I, I love it so much and I'm so glad I did this. It's very easy for me to look back now and say, yeah, I probably still would have done it, you know, just quit my job, gone to law school. However, I, I do think that it's a tough decision because, again, you know, that would be a situation where I was a full time student and not working and, you know, would have taken out a larger amount of student loans and incurred some debt. And I now will say that for me, it was completely worth it. And I love what I do. And I could not imagine not having gone to law school. But Whenever someone comes to me and asks me the same questions you're asking, Anne, you know, like, hey, I've, I've been a paralegal. I'm thinking about law school. I first of all tell them, for me, it was completely worth it. I love what I do. I, I wouldn't change a thing. But it is, of course, a, a huge commitment, both time-wise, financially. And, you know, you have to decide, is that something that, it, that you really, really want to do? 
or is it more kind of a hey you know i mean you know for for better or for worse sometimes people treat paralegals with less respect than they do attorneys and you know is this is this mostly about wanting a better title more pay for for the same or slightly the same work i would just say make sure that this is something you truly want versus you know just something you feel that you should do as like the next step in your career because i will tell you right now I've worked with paralegals that are brilliant and I could not do my job without them. And I'm like, please don't go to law school because what would I do without you? Of course, I'm joking. If they wanted to go to law school, I would be completely supportive of that. But I just want to make sure that that when you go to law school, you you go in with your eyes open. You know, like, what is this going to mean for me financially? Like, if I do quit my job and go to school full time, what am I going to do for work afterwards? You know, have you spoken to your employer? Are they open to potentially, you know, bringing you on in the summer as an associate? Are they open to looking at you to hire you as a lawyer when you graduate? Is that not an option? Do you have other options? That was a very long way of saying, yes, I probably still would have done it. It just would have been a very different career path post law school than I have right now. Right. So know your why if you do decide to go to law school. Know your why and also be ready for the, the the consequences of going. Like I said, it is a big time commitment. It is stressful. It is a lot of work. You know, again, you, you may incur some debt, you know, depending on what you do. And these, of course, are trying economic times. So it may be worth it, you know, just to take on that burden and understand that when you graduate, you, you know, you're eligible for higher pay, better benefits, you know, all of that stuff. So for me, it was worth it. But like you said, know your why and make sure that if you are taking on that level of a commitment, you're doing it for the right reasons. Okay, good. Good advice. Well, so let me ask, do you think that having prior paralegal work experience helped you get through law school? 1000%. I I remember in my first year contracts class, second semester, part of our grade, again, you know, you you have the final exam at the end of the year, but this, you know, they they were actually trying something new for the first time when I was in law school. And 50% of my grade second semester was going to be actually drafting a contract. And I'm over here like, this is the best news I've ever heard. Like, this is what I do every day in my job. But then you would hear some of the the full-time students who were just, you know, enrolled in a nighttime class just being like, I don't know how to write a contract. I don't know, like, where do I even start? I was on an email chain with other students and they somebody found a random contract on LexisNexis and just were sharing it around with like this massive email chain of like, here, I found this. We could use this to start. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, I can, I can do better than this. But I wouldn't have been able to do that without my experience as a paralegal. Aside from that specific example, and again, you know, if you're a litigation paralegal, that might have been a different experience. But aside from that, you know, when you're in law school, you're learning the law academically. You know, you're reading case law and thinking about it as it should be. And like I said, from a very academic perspective, anyone who has worked in the legal field understands that there's a difference between the academic side of the law and then how it works in the real world from a practical perspective. So it almost kept me in good stead. You know, it gave me a good perspective on what I was learning, how it works in the real world versus just kind of looking at the law within the four walls of law school. So that to me was incredibly helpful as I went through law school. Interesting. Okay. So then I probably already know the answer to this one. I was going (laughs) to (laughs) ask, I was going to ask you, do you think that being a paralegal helps you now be a better lawyer? Yes. Completely. This is almost a softer skill, but I, you know, a a lot of the lawyers I work with and have worked with in my career as an attorney, 
have come from big law firms, are used to having, you know, either either uh, a legal assistant dedicated to them or a paralegal that worked for them who could handle, you know, everyday tasks and look up documents and handle all these things. And it has really made me almost more self-sufficient because I'm like, look, I can find things. You know, I can look something up. Like I, I've done this, you know, for years and years and years. And again, it also, to me, enables me to move a little more quickly. I'm not waiting on support staff to handle things for me. I can create my, my own executable contracts. Like it is not a problem. That being said, as I mentioned earlier, are there times when I do things that I should be delegating? Absolutely. So it is it is a fine line between, you know, hey, I can do this, but also should I be doing this? But regardless, like my experience as a paralegal has made me like almost from day one more comfortable starting off as an attorney because it was like, oh, I'm doing the same work. I just have the ability now to, you know, do higher level work, put my name on things. Um, and then, of course, to some extent, that's a little bit scary because as a paralegal, you're sharing it with the attorneys you're working with. And there's almost kind of a, a security blanket there where, you know, hey, I'm doing this work. I think I did a great job. The attorney reviewed it, signed off. But you still have that that level of security of like, yes, I did this. It's going to be filed. It's going to be, you know, sent to a third party, like a contract that's going to be sent to a third party for review. This is this is a huge deal. But you know you have that that level of that additional level of security where an attorney is going to look at it and make sure at the end of the day that everything looks good. When you move from a paralegal to an attorney, I kind of had a moment of panic. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm now the person I used to come to with questions. Like I'm now the person who's supposed to know this and like, oh, my name is going on this. And like, eek. Like I said, I experienced a little bit of panic, you know, like, oh my gosh, like what have I done? Like, it's just, this is crazy. So there, there is a bit of a shift in your mentality when you go from being a paralegal to an attorney. But at the same time, you you kind of have to trust your skills, you know, like, again, oh, I know contracts like I know how to look at this. I know how to draft this this motion, you know, it's so it's it is helpful. But it's also, like I said, you kind of have to be able to to adjust your mindset when you transition from a paralegal to an attorney to be able to do your job effectively. I love that. That's great information for everybody to have if you're considering going to law school. Right. So it could make it easier getting through law school with your work experience and make you a better lawyer when you do graduate. But Sarah, that got me thinking about something else that I wonder, because when you went to law school, you were working at Georgia Pacific as a paralegal full-time, and you get your law degree, you pass the bar. Now you're working as an attorney at the same company you were working at as a paralegal. Can you tell me a little bit how that was? Yes. So that was that was both a good thing and a bad thing. So it was it was great in that I was working with people for years who had who were well aware of my skill level, trusted my skill level and were kind of ready to treat me, you know, not not just as a first year attorney, but like, hey, all right, let's do this. You know, you've got your law degree, passed the bar. We're ready to give you, you know, almost higher level work than we would a traditional entry level attorney. But on the flip side, it was it was very difficult to get some of the attorneys I worked with to treat me as a as a lawyer when they knew very well that I had been paralegal first. I worked with with a couple attorneys who, you know, I would send them something for a review. They would mark it up and cut or, or come back and talk to me about it. And if I had a nickel for every time I heard, oh, if you had worked at a law firm, like you wouldn't use passive voices. And, and I understand that it was being 
offered as like, hey, you know, there's value in working at big law and, you know, in terms of the quality of your work and your drafting styles. But it was very frustrating for me um, because one, it, it, you know, my background was a fixed commodity when, when I was going through law school and when I was starting as an attorney at Georgia Pacific. And, and at the same time, it was almost a little condescending. Like, yes, I understand. I did not work at big law like most of the attorneys do before they go in-house. But at the same time, like, I am very receptive to your feedback. But, you know, yes, my background is non-traditional, but I didn't want that held against. That was not my experience with every attorney I worked with. And again, like I said, I know it was coming from a place of like, hi, we're trying to make you better. But at the same time, it was also like, I, I kind of realized at some point, like, oh, you know, I was a paralegal, I became an attorney, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to shake that image of myself, you know, and like, is that going to affect my compensation? Like, you know, it, it was it was very challenging in some aspects. So again, it, it set me up for success in a lot of ways. But, you know, I mean, a lot of folks in the legal field are, are very old school. And, you know, having a non-traditional background, made things a little more challenging, um, which is why I, I made a career change um, after nine years at Georgia Pacific and then eventually ended up here at Amazon. Well, let's talk about that um, because I don't know that we talked about what area you practice in or you know what you do at Amazon as counsel there. So can you tell us a little bit about what, maybe not what your typical day looks like, but kind of along those lines. Yeah. So my my whole career has is has been transactional in nature. Again, you know, work, worked at Georgia Pacific on the consumer products team and, and heavily involved with contracts, helping people buy and sell things. And, you know, that's that's been my way, you know, that's what I did at Novellus as well. And then I currently work for Amazon Web Services and their sales and marketing capabilities. So so completely on the sales side. Um, but it is it is still very heavily contract based, which I love. I, I love contracts. They're they're like puzzles. And, you know, I, I as opposed to litigation and I have friends who are litigators and I absolutely love it. Um, what I like about transactional work is that both parties want this relationship to happen. Like, yes, we're, we're fighting over these terms and we completely disagree on certain things, but we both want this relationship to move forward. So I, you know, have the mentality if there's always a way to make this work. You know, like, I, do we need to get creative? Like, do we need to escalate things? I, I've enjoyed transactional work a lot because it's always very satisfying for me to see a deal get done and the relationship between my employer and, you know, whatever third party is involved there, it, it's just very gratifying to see that move forward and know that I was a part of that. I love how you described that. You know, I only ever worked in litigation, but then as a paralegal manager, I did manage the real estate and corporate paralegals and immigration and all that. So I got to know a little bit of the behind the scenes, but I'd never heard it described like that before. All the parties want to make the deal happen. That's a great way of describing it compared to litigation where nobody wants anything to go smoothly for the other party. Yeah. It, I was going to say, once things, I'm going to knock on wood as I say this, hopefully the, the contract I'm working on, you know, with a third party is not going to end up in litigation because, you know, at that point, something is broken in the relationship because, you know, I mean, you have disputes constantly between two parties. And, you know, if we want to make it work, it can usually be resolved through commercial means without resorting without resorting to litigation. But once something's a litigation, you know, that relationship isn't necessary. And, and hey, yes, these are contentious negotiations, but we all have the same goal of trying to get this done and trying to move forward and work together. All right. Well, one thing that people are going to be asking is... Do you have any advice for someone listening today 
who they probably clicked on the podcast because they saw a title, maybe, do you want to go to law school or something like that. So if there's someone listening today who's contemplating law school and they're currently working as a paralegal or a legal assistant, do you have any advice for them? Yes. Again, I, I kind of want to double click on what I said before. Um, you know, make sure when you're considering law school seriously, you know, whether you're you're signing up for the LSAT or studying for the LSAT or, you know, taking steps, you know, where it's more than just a, a thought of, uh, oh, maybe I should do this. When you're when you're considering going to law school, make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. So that that I would say would be the first piece of advice. The second, I would say, is to to really practically think about how your law school experience is going to look. You know, are you are you going to resign from your job? Are you considering a part time program? That sort of thing. Um, and, and one of the things that I realized very quickly working a full time job and going to law school was that I couldn't excel at both, um, at least not while keeping my mental sanity. I could either excel at my job and and do, you know, passably well at school, or I could could focus on school, excel at school and just, you know, kind of decrease my workload at my job. There's only so many hours in a day. And, you know, I think for me, and it was it was difficult for me because, you know, I think most people who are paralegals who go to law school are ambitious, hold themselves to high standards, are slight perfectionists, you know, that sort of thing. So it was very challenging for me to say, oh, my gosh, am I going to do something and not do it amazingly? And that's not to sound arrogant. It's just, you know, kind of the pressure I put on myself. But it was I can't do both. Like I cannot crush my job and I cannot kill it at school without losing my mind or just being completely burned out by the end of the experience. So for me, like I said, my my goal was to get an attorney role at Georgia Pacific after I graduated so I was like, look, I have to do an amazing job at my job and I will do the best I can at school. But, you know, if there's a conflict, you know, I want to make sure that my employer values me and believes I can take that next step and contribute as an attorney. And, you know, I ended up graduating with with decent grades. I was certainly not in the top 10 percent. And, you know, my grades were not were not good enough objectively to get into a, a King and Spalding or a, a Troutman or a Jones Day or that sort of thing. But at the same time, like because of my my work experience, no one ever asked to see my grades. I, I have never had a job interview or applied for any job where someone has asked to see my grades in law school. The more valuable commodity at that point is my experience. You know, you look at my resume and it's like, yes, I did all this work as a paralegal, then as an attorney. And for me, that was the right decision. But for some people, if you are quitting your job or, you know, you are at a job that is perfectly fine, but you would like to go to law school and then get amazing grades and translate that into a big law career or, you know, a clerkship or something like that, then the right decision for you may be to focus on your grades versus, you know, doing an absolutely fantastic job, at, you know, for your employer. So I would say, you know, when you're when you're considering law school, think about what your end goal is, and that should help you prioritize as you begin your law school career. I love that. And I love that you were so kind of planning ahead to know that because not a lot of people would realize that. Like you already have a great job, but if you had messed that up, what if you had messed that up and then also only done kind of good at law school? Then you'd be out of a job at Georgia Pacific Exactly. And a lot of people listening may not understand this. 
after having spent my entire career in big law, I saw it um, firsthand. But if you don't currently work in a what we would call an AMLAW 100 firm, you don't get a job in an AMLAW 100 firm unless you graduated in the top 10% of a top 10 school. So, you know, the figures or the salaries that you see out there that first year associates are making, they're only making them because they did that and they're at a big firm. There's a big difference between that and the AMLAW 300 firms. 100%. All right. Well, oh my gosh. Thank you, Sarah, so much for taking the time today. I know that you're probably super busy and you have no idea how much this advice is going to help a paralegal or two out there listening who might be considering going to law school. I am so happy to hear that. I love speaking with people about my experience, and I I always want to encourage people, whether it's law school, whether it's an additional certification or whatever, like, like you are never going to suffer trying to better your education or yourself. And, and I, you know, for anybody who's listening, if you would like to reach out to me personally on LinkedIn, I am more than happy to, to speak with anyone who has any additional questions, either about law school generally or about my experience. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful, Sarah. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully the listeners will be respectful of Sarah's time, but I'll put a link in the show notes to connect with you on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sarah, and have a wonderful day. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.